Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Pure Nintendo podcast. This is your weekly dose of all things Nintendo. My name is Gemma, and with me this week, I have my very good friend and co-host, Kirk. Welcome back, Kirk. It's good to be back. I will tell you right now, with apologies, I did not, as I promised, I would try play any F-099. Oh, no. Cancel the show. It's all over. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. That was, I was going to dedicate the whole hour to that. No, that's okay. Yep. Um. Those who were eagerly (laughs) waiting. Couldn't wait any longer to find out my opinion of F-099. Well, I'm afraid you'll have to wait. Yes. Well, thank you for, you know, putting us out of our misery early on. (laughs) (laughs) I like to be honest and forthcoming. Yes. Well, I love that about you. So thank you. Uh, I haven't played it again this week, to be honest, and just for lack of time, not for lack of wanting to, but I'd like to get back into it. But we do have a pretty solid show, a pretty solid lineup of things to talk about, as we seem to do every week. Um, We've got a new trailer to talk about, uh, some games we're playing. We're going to look at maybe some holiday-themed games. And of course, PAX is coming up soon. So I'm going to give a bit of an update on a bit of a teaser of what to expect for next week. So first of all, during the week, uh, a new Mario Wonder trailer dropped. And, you know, me being a huge Mario fan, I got very excited, of course. And I know you've you've watched it as well. Uh, I <laughs> I have to say, I'm not, I'm not disappointed exactly, but it is pretty much a wrap-up of the direct uh, trailer that we already have seen for Mario. So there wasn't really any new content. But what did you think of the trailer? Because it was sort of new content for you, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's the funny part about it is I think after watching this trailer, now I'm starting to get a little more on board with the game. Nice. Because um, I, as as I mentioned, I'm not a huge fan of the Mario platformers. I mm-hmm. I did not I was not able to watch the direct, and so I haven't really followed the game too much since then. But having watched this, I started to get a little more into the vibe of it. Mm-hmm. I think um, a, a couple things that I. I've, consider the highlights there was one world and i can't remember which one it is but they were playing like this kind of like 60s pop music in the background with like somebody singing like that kind of thing (laughs) and i was digging it (laughs) so i thought is this the music throughout the whole thing but it sounds like it was just that world Um, but one other thing i liked and i'm sure they've covered before is that there was a point where mario became like this little blob basically and was kind of <laughs> sliding under the enemies or latched onto the roof of, a, of like a cave and was mm-hmm. attached and going across that. And I thought, wait a minute, I can become something else and just avoid all of the yeah. enemies and not have to have any skill to progress. Now <laughs> it's a Mario game for me. Yeah. So I, I think maybe I might end up giving this one a shot. Cool. Well, that's good. If the, if the trailer's job was to convince people who hadn't seen the direct or hadn't really uh, caught any of the attention yet, then I guess it's on its job if it's possibly converted you. So <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. I like, I mean, I, as I said, even today, let alone every other week, I think I say that I'm a huge Mario fan. So I'm very much looking forward to Mario Wonder. There was one part of the trailer which I thought was new, as in I didn't remember seeing it before. It may or may not have been mentioned in the direct, but you know how they've got the badges, which is a really cool new mechanic. There was this coin magnet badge, and I don't remember seeing that before, but that looks like a handy one for me because I think maybe it was with Trev we talked about the direct and we broke that down. And, you know, badges for me are a little bit cheaty because I'm a hardcore Mario fan, so I probably want to do it without the badges at least the first time, even though they look really cool. Like there's one that's like a Spider-Man web kind of thing, like a slingshot thingy. There's like, yeah, there's the parachute cap, which looks pretty handy for kind of gliding. 
But the coin magnet, because I love to collect all the coins. <laughs> so <laughs> I can see that being very useful for me, just running around and all the coins are just coming to me, kind of like Gold Mario does in the, in the I think it's New Super Mario Brothers 2 on the DS or 3DS. Yeah. So that one's, that was new for me at least. And I kind of enjoyed that. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm very much looking forward to trying it next week. Fingers crossed I can get access to it at PAX because it's it will be playable there ahead of its release on the 20th of October. And the other thing I noticed with that trailer, or at least with the comments of the trailer, you know, just the general vibe from fans or at least uh, viewers, it seems very positive. I, I looked at some of the comments. Everyone's like, this looks really good. I can't wait for this game. I'm hyped about it. So I'm hoping that's the the general consensus is that everyone's looking forward to a new kind of style for Mario, which is ironic because it's not titled New Super Mario Brothers anymore. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is actually pretty new. It's pretty different. And it's, yeah, it's been a while since we had something fresh for Mario. So looking forward to that. You have any other thoughts on Mario Wonder? I don't think so. I, I'm trying to re- remember the individual elements of it. Um, there was the one part where it, it looked like he was uh, shooting up bubbles. Is, is that a badge thing where bubbles were flying out and capturing enemies and turning them into coins? That's a new power-up. So it's the okay. bubble power-up. Um, previously, they have had like these little baby Yoshis that you could hold, which would do the same kind of mechanic. It's a little bit annoying because you have to press, sort of hold the hold button, hold the hold button to to, I'm going to say hold again, to hold the Yoshi while you jump. So it's a little bit fiddly. So now this new power means you can just shoot bubbles whenever you want. Um, yeah, it's a pretty cool mechanic. You can turn enemies into uh, items and coins and things like that and trap them and also create little pathways for yourself because you can bounce off the bubbles as well. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I was thinking, because I do hope, you know, they made a big deal about the fire flower returning and I'm thinking the fire flower has always been there. It's not really... That- <laughs> yeah, I, I had the exact same thought. It's like, I don't know a lot about these games, but everyone I have played at one point, I was shooting fireballs somehow. So yeah. I, I didn't know that it had gone anywhere. <laughs> no, it's pretty much a staple. It's been there since uh, day one, like since the very first Mario game. So I'm not sure why. Maybe people were worried. Oh, there's Elephant Mario. There's Bubble Mario. What about Classic Fire Mario? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it seemed like a very excited return for Fireflower, which as far as I know, it's never disappeared. But it also made me think, I hope there are other classic items or even new items that they haven't shown us. I hope it's not just this because I like to be surprised a little bit, you know. So hopefully there's there's a little bit more to it, but I'm sure there will be. You know, they've only shown us and you kind of mentioned, you kind of mentioned some of the game, like some of the levels that they've shown off. Um, and I can't think of the names of them either. Sorry, I'm terrible with names. But so they've kind of showed us some of the levels. But what, there's obviously a lot more that they haven't shown us. There's, I think they've kind of given us a glimpse out of some of the first few levels, like first few worlds in terms of the mm-hmm. themes. There's obviously a lot more that uh, we can expect and look forward to. And Mario games, I know you're not, you haven't really ex- been exposed to all of them, but they're usually very well designed. You know, for platformers, they they always there's a lot of thought that goes into them. There's a lot of secrets to discover. They're always very enjoyable. So I think this will just be another level on top of that, really. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. But anyway, speaking of platforms, actually, it's a good segue because uh, last week we we interviewed the team over at Chrome Studios about their new game or their latest release for the Nintendo Switch, which is Ty, the Tasmanian Tiger 4. And I've been playing this one during the week, which is my next review game. And it is a platformer. So it's a 2D side-scrolling platformer in a similar vein to Mario. 
And it's really fun. It's very fluid, fast. And this is, I mean, it's not a new game per se. It's a remake of a, of a I think it's about a 2013 title that was out for the, um, for the PC, first time on the Switch. And it just looks lovely. They've really done a great job redesigning it and um, making the animations really smooth, adding cutscenes and voiceovers. You can check out the voiceover trailer on the, our um, YouTube channel, actually. And so I'm having a lot of fun <laughs> discovering the world of Ty, the Tasmanian Tiger. And as we talked about, or I spoke to the guys um, over at Chrome Studios about some of the Australian-isms that are in the game, and it's chock-a-block full of, of creatures um, that you may or may not recognise from overseas, but you know, some are obvious like crocodiles <laughs> and then some are less obvious like uh, frilled neck lizards. I don't know. Um, have you been exposed to Thai at all over the years? You I have not. Um, yeah. I'd say and, until we started talking about it, I, um, with apologies to everyone, didn't even know it existed. Um, right. I, I yeah. do see that the first two um, I think are available for the Switch also, but yes. not a Thai 3. Is that correct? I believe so. Yes, that is a good question. But yeah, I know I, I definitely know a couple of them have been previously released on the Switch in the past. And even the Game Boy Advance had a couple um, of versions as well back in the day. But yeah, the Tie 4, this is the first time it's been on a Nintendo platform. So yeah, check it out. It just came out last week and watch for my review as well. But yeah, even my youngest uh, has been getting into it as well. He's been playing it with me. Uh, it's just super fun because your weapon is a boomerang, so another classic Australianism, sure. uh, and <laughs> and it's really handy. You hurl it at enemies, and it kind of kind of aims for you a little bit, so it's very makes it a lot easier. Uh, and you can smash boxes and get treasure. Um, the <laughs> the checkpoints are like dunnies. Are you familiar with this term at all? <laughs> um, I am not, and I think that actually may be the second term you've used. That, that I don't know. <laughs> Did you use the phrase it's choco block full? <laughs> yeah. Choc a block. Yes, choc a block, which just means it's yeah, very full. <laughs> All right, completely full. Choc a block. Choc a block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Dunny's is uh, a bit of a colloquialism for toilets in okay. Australia. <laughs> so they're little outhouses in the game. They look like little, just little very small buildings, um, but they're essentially toilets <laughs> and they form your, your checkpoints um nothing rude or anything they're just little buildings but yeah it's just a little addition that's very australian <laughs> yeah so it's fun to kind of play it and watch uh, look for these little kind of almost easter eggs really but the boomerangs are cool because you can actually change up your you unlock new ones that have different powers so there's like a fire one for example that can melt ice and kind of explodes a little bit when it impacts with enemies so yeah it sort of keeps the gameplay quite varied. So, yeah, look forward to discovering more and writing up my review over the next week. And, yeah, did you have any other questions about Ty? I do have one. The, yes? You, you said it's be, um, originally came out on the PC in 2014. Is that right? I think 2013, 14, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is this a full remake or is it just like an HD upgrade of the previous game, the previous version? It's... Oh, I don't know if it's the correct terminology. It's definitely a f HD upgrade. I know that for a fact. And I know the cutscenes are all new and the voiceovers all new. I don't know if they redid the whole thing from scratch or if it's just they transferred it across and upgraded the graphics. So I'm not sure the correct term to use there. 
but it just it does look very smooth. I'd say it's more of an HD, yeah, conversion probably since they already had it and it was already a 2D platformer at the time. So it's not a different style or anything. Some of the previous tie games were 3D platformers, whereas this one is a 2D platformer. Okay. But it was always a 2D platformer. Yeah. Like, yeah. And based yeah. on the screenshots, it looks like, uh, I mean, because it's not 3D, it probably wouldn't warrant a full rebuild. You can, you can really improve the look of a, of a game like that just by going with an HD upgrade. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, the guys at Chrome were very uh, – it was really nice to talk to them and get a feel for how it is to work with Nintendo as well, you know, and I'm always very interested in, dev, like, you know, devs who work across multiple consoles, what it's like with Nintendo in particular because we're pure Nintendo, of course. And they've worked, you know, on the GameCube and uh, the Game Boy Advance. <clears throat> so they've worked across a few systems and they said the Switch is just so much easier than any of the other um, consoles they've worked on previously. And it's just uh, very, yeah, it was almost a joy to work on really for them, which which is really nice. And they just loved it. One of the things I loved is a bit of a quote from them where they just loved seeing the trailer for Ty with the Switch noise, like the, you know, the, the kind of click noise at the start of the Switch trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like the Joy-Cons clicking. Yeah. Yeah, for them yeah, seeing that would be fun. Yeah, for them seeing the trailer with the Switch noise at the start was just like a moment for them because they even though they've been on Nintendo consoles in the past, it was something they had really wanted to do since since the beginning. Um they said they'd been at like E3 conventions bef- like you know 20 odd years ago and um unable to to sort of get into Nintendo's ear until um, a bit later when they were noticed uh, for these tie games. Um, so it was kind of a dream come true for them, which is really nice, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. They're really, really nice people, very down to earth, very Aussie, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and if you do want to read more about that interview, it's on our website at the moment, listeners, so please check it out at purenintendo.com. Um, so talking about uh, packs earlier, about Mario Wonder, I will be at PAX next week in Melbourne. Very much looking forward to it. It's my first convention, Kirk. I've never been to a gaming convention before after all these years. Can you believe it? <laughs> You're going to have a blast. I am so excited. I can't wait because this was meant to be my E3 year and then E3 was cancelled. So, <laughs> yeah, PAX will make up for it. So the awesome thing for, for me and for us being pure Nintendo is that Nintendo will have a quite a big presence at PAX Australia. Um, they're going to have a very big stand with lots of playable games, including very uh, quite a few that are, are currently unreleased. They will have some of the classics. Um, Zelda will be there, Mario Kart, Splatoon, etc. But in terms of you know unreleased games, obviously Mario Wonder will be there. There's also Pokemon Scarlet and Violet in terms of the new uh, DLC. There's also Detective Pikachu Returns, which, to be fair, actually does come out on the first day of PAX. So eh, it, it's kind of unreleased at this point in time, but it, yeah, <laughs> it will be released during PAX. Right. Then there's, yeah, and I'm looking forward to that one. I really, I'm really looking forward to that one. Prince of Persia, which we've spoken quite a bit about recently and doesn't come out until January, so that will be there. So I'm looking forward to getting some time with that one and reporting back to you because I know you were a little bit interested in that one as well. Yes, yeah, long history yeah. of playing Prince of Persia games, and this one looks like it uh, is accommodating that history, kind of harking back a little bit, so I'm yeah. very curious to see what you think of that game. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to to get some hands on time and and let you know. 
Um, and then Sonic Superstars, which is out in October, I think the 17th, so a little bit after PAX, which is the new kind of um, side-scrolling Sonic that has, I think, multiplayer capabilities. And that was kind of the new thing, wasn't it, with that trailer? It was like four people playing at once, running very quickly. How does that work? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll, maybe you'll be able to try that with your kids. Yeah, that's a good point. Hopefully, yes, because my kids will be there for day two of PAX. I'm very excited to bring them along as well. Um, and then Star Ocean, the second story R, which I was wondering if you know a bit about this one because I think it's a Square Enix title. Do you know about this one? It's like an RPG kind of thing. I know a little bit. I have never played the games, um, and every time I see one of the trailers, I think this is something that I should definitely be interested in, but I've never pushed beyond that. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> if, you do, if you do get time with it, by all means, let me know what you think. I'll, I'll be curious to see uh, if I should yeah. move on that game when it comes out. Yeah, <laughs> I will for sure. Yeah, it definitely does look nice in the trailers, that's for sure. And I did think of you straight away because it, it looks like it could be up your alley. Um, is it up your alley or down your alley? Up your alley? Up. up right up your alley, yes. Way. I think it's up. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it depends on what we're talking about. Some alleys you're true. driving up to and others, others you have to go down to get there and... <laughs> Yeah, Maybe true. a scarier trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Star Ocean, that one comes out on 2nd of November, so that's sort of a month ahead of uh, its launch at PAX. And I've lined up a few interviews as well with a couple of indie devs, so I'm very excited to talk to them about uh, making games for the Switch and just um, developing in general. Um, so I'll report on all of that next week. And um, during the week, or sorry, over the weekend, I'll post a few uh, articles as well and hopefully be a bit more active on Twitter <laughs> than usual. But, yeah, it's it's exciting. It's an exciting time. Um, and I'm in Brisbane, so if listeners don't know, Brisbane is sort of north of Melbourne, so it's a what is it? It's probably the equivalent of maybe Chicago to New York kind of thing, I think, that in terms long? of, yeah, a couple of hours, yeah. Oh, Chicago to New York would be longer than that. Oh, would it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's I'm trying to think. That would be about a 16-hour drive. Yeah, it's it would be that from here to Melbourne. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so All yeah. Right. yeah. So <laughs> maybe you, a little. When you say better. a couple hours. That's an Australian couple. <laughs> well, I meant a couple it's, hours. It's flight. a chock a of, of hours. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, I meant flying. Sorry, it's a few hours. Oh, flight. flying! You're flying this. <laughs> then that makes perfect sense. My apologies. yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, it's about yeah. two and a half hours flight. It'd be about yeah, sixteen to twenty hour drive probably. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I've been to Chicago <laughs> and I've been to New York, so hopefully my memory is serving me correctly. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so they're the games that I'll be looking forward to playing at PAX. Nintendo also has uh, some sort of uh, shop, like uh, like a Nintendo store presence, which will be interesting to see what kind of merch they have. And I know when you went to Super Nintendo World earlier this year at the opening, I think one of my first questions for you was, what was the store like? <laughs> because uh yeah i love to buy uh merch <laughs> whenever oh, possible there will be many options and hopefully they have the pikmin merch since when i was there in new york they had nothing yes um, i know you might have some better luck in that regard i'm hoping so i really am and if they do there will be purchases made um <laughs> because yeah i'll have to i do hope that's the case as well i think pikmin 4 might be it's probably playable as well on the on the floor there since it's yeah, a I recent game i'd say yeah, and my youngest is a big Pikmin fan, as I've mentioned previously. Uh, so I promised them a sort of one, you know, item each. So if there's a Pikmin item, 
that will be the choice, I'm sure. <laughs> that we'll be picking up. Yeah. <laughs> if they have the Pyra and Mithra amiibo, go ahead and pick one up for me. I'll pay you for shipping. Oh, okay. Is, that, is it and, out yet or not yet? Uh, no, yeah, that's the one. That's the one you already got. Pyra and oh, Mithra. that's the one you missed out on, of course. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll keep an eye out for you. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. I'm sure they'll have amiibo there. Probably. Right. Mm. Uh, so. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, very excited. So, look forward to hearing more about all of that. Okay. So, well, actually, I do have one more question for you on PAX. Um, sure. Uh, since I've been to a few of these before and you said this is your mm-hmm. first, have you set aside time to just sort of wander the hall and be able to discover games that you didn't know about or developers that you uh, um, hadn't contacted before the event? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, Because I thought the same thing. And even though I haven't been there, I'm like, well, I know there's going to be lots of stands and lots of games to try and people to talk to. So there's a few events in the morning on the first day on the Friday, like there's a media event first thing, like nine o'clock. Then there's a couple of kind of um, speaker events where you can go and, and listen to speakers like about voiceovers and about, you know, there's one of specifically more about Australian kind of content, a few things like that. So that's kind of the morning and then I've got a few hours kind of off in between sort of midday and kind of three o'clock to kind of just do that wandering because then I've got a few interviews in the afternoon. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to as well, just discovering some random stuff and <laughs> some interesting yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, I've always found some wonderful content. Um, no matter what year, no matter what event I was going to, there are always a few things where you just didn't hear about it until you got there and, 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 and were really impressed by it. Yeah, awesome. That's that's a really good point. Thank you. Good tip. Um, because the, the team at PAX have been very good at, you know, sending emails and kind of setting up things, um, you know, on behalf of the developers. But obviously there's a lot that I that I don't have access to or I haven't seen or I've missed or, or that just haven't, uh, aren't big enough maybe to be um, emailed that way or whatever. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what's there. And I just have no idea. Like in my mind I kind of have – and I, I guess an image of what to expect based on I don't know going to some sort of I've been to like a like an anime festival before, which is more like seeing people walk around dressed up and seeing little booths of uh, comics and things like that. I, I don't know if it's going to be like that, but with games, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly. So yeah, I don't know. It'll be so fun. Will it will it surpass my expectations? Do you think? <laughs> Well, I've never been to a PAX, so I can't say. I've, I've been to multiple mm. shows, but never a PAX, not not east or west here in the U.S. So I, I, I'm not sure, but I, I think it will. I think you're going to have a great time. Yeah, me too. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, especially because Nintendo's there, that that makes it, that sort of yeah. seals the deal yeah. for me. Um, I'm very happy to, to see independent games, of course, especially Australian content. That's all very exciting and interesting to me and to us. You know, we cover a lot of indie stuff over at Pure Nintendo. But for Nintendo to be there themselves and to, to be able to uh, see things like Mario Wonder and stuff like that, yeah, that's really exciting. So very much looking forward to it. Cool. Yeah. So, yes, I'll report back uh, on all of that. And <laughs> hopefully it'll be interesting uh, what day two will be like because day one I'll be on my own. I'll be walking a lot and talking a lot. I'll be very tired, <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, and then day two I'll have my kids. So that will be a completely different experience. And um, probably less, you know, interview type of talking, but still, I'm still happy to. What, what I'm hoping is on Friday, I can sort of scout out the interesting things that my kids will be interested in uh, and take them on the next day. You know, obviously, we're 
going to go to the Nintendo area, no question. Um, but I just don't know what that's going to be like in terms of lineups and times, uh, things like that. So hopefully if Friday gives me an idea of what that's like and how to best navigate it, then I can make the most of the Saturday as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it hmm. sounds like a great plan. And I never got to do that because E3 was always 18 and up. So oh, I was right. never able to take mm-hmm. my kids. Now, Sophie, of course, writes for Peer Nintendo. Yeah. And with the, one of the reasons I, 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 one of the ways I convinced her to do it is by telling mm-hmm. her, well, you know, that when E3 comes around, we'll go to LA together and attend E3. And yeah. of course, <laughs> the moment she turned 18, it was all canceled because of COVID and hasn't come back. Mm-hmm. And we've never had the opportunity to go there yet. So, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I was surprised. Um, well, I wasn't sure at first when I had the idea to bring the kids, I looked it up and I thought it might be 18 plus as well, but no, it's not. Obviously they needed a parent, um, you know, a guardian, an adult sort of guardian, right. which is fine because I'm there. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. And, you know, it's very, obviously anyone can buy tickets. So it's, it's a public event um, as opposed to the earlier E3s that were media only. So there'll be a lot of people. There'll be a very mixed crowd, but it'll be it'll be fun to meet some other, you know, journalist type people as well and see what what their take on it is, and maybe sort of network a little bit that way and yeah. um, meet some new people, make some new friends. So, will they have a medium room set up for you to 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 network and and get some work done? I'm not sure. I know there's a media presentation at the very beginning, so maybe they'll let us know about that i should look at the map a bit more and, and point out maybe is that a thing that they do usually well they've had it at e3 yeah you could go they'd have computers set up in there i mean this was also back at a time when not, not everybody <laughs> was carrying around their own laptop quite so easily mm, um but yeah. yeah you could go in there and write and then they would have lunches you know free food out that, that was always gone before you could get in line um, <laughs> yeah okay. but yeah a good place to just hang out relax and you know talk to people compare notes uh, it, was, it was fun it was a good time Oh, cool. I will definitely look out for that. That's not even a thing I'd considered uh, as an option. So, yeah, I'll definitely have a look because I'll have my media pass. So if there's a thing that if there's a special place for media people to go and chill and write and network, then, yes, I will be there. um, Yeah, listeners, if you're if you're going to be at Parks Australia, uh, reach out. Let me know uh, via Twitter or um, YouTube. Yeah, would love to say hello for sure. So, yeah, thank you, Kirk. Sure. Let's move on to some games we're playing. And I'm very interested because last week you talked about Shark Shark, <laughs> which was an Amico cast-off. Uh, and, you know, the review is online now, right? Yes, yep. it is. Yes, yes it is. Because I saw that. Uh, it looks super fun. And uh, we're going to continue that conversation about Amico <laughs> cast-offs. <laughs> what's, what's next in line? <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's kind of funny because I they have released two games that were both being developed for the Intellivision Amico or Amico. I'm not actually sure how to pronounce it. Um, oh yeah, what sure do I, I need say? to learn since it's <laughs> apparently never coming out. Yeah, <laughs> but the, it's the same company, um, BBG. Um, now, Shark Shark was supposed to be one of the games that was going to come with the system. When you bought the system, there were five games built in, and one of them was Shark Shark. Cool. That is based on a an Intellivision game that was originally released in 1982. Dynablaster was not an Intellivision game, but curiously, it's it's very much a Bomberman mm. game. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not sure what the actual connection is. I did read that in Europe, 
they called the Bomberman games originally Dynablaster when they were. That's released. what I thought. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if this is one of those games that has been updated. I don't know if they just somehow got a hold of the name and are creating a Bomberman style game. Mm. Um, so I did get a code for that, although that was released in earlier, early September um, and have started playing that as well. And, and it's kind of funny to me having tried Super Bomberman R2 mm-hmm. um, at, at the Konami event. Uh, it's very much the same game. I mean, obviously, the, the, the main difference is now the Amico is, is kind of like a, a family-friendly sort of game system where the games mm-hmm. were supposed to be cheaper and easier to play. So it's a very basic take on it. Like if this game had been released for in television or uh, whatever system in the original Bomberman games, it's very much like that as opposed to a modern, we've added this, we've added a story mode and we've added castle battles. (laughs) It's just the basic, here's your grid, here are the bombs, here are the things that you could pick up various power-ups and and have at it. Cool. Um, So... Uh, for someone who never played a lot of Bomberman before, it's easy for me to get into this because I'm not feeling overwhelmed by options because there just mm-hmm. aren't that many. Um, in fact, that's one of the things I noted when I was playing Shark Shark is I had forgotten how games used to be where you bought the game, you plugged it in, you started playing it, and that was the game. Yeah. Within the first five minutes, you have done basically everything that's going to happen. It's just going to get progressively more difficult. Um mm-hmm. Which was also funny back in the day because it took games a long time to get difficult because you had to keep playing it. You know, they, they, they didn't want it to be so hard that you were done, you know, within a few minutes. It was a very slow burn to get to the challenge, uh, which was great until you got good at it. And then because there were no save games, you would have to play a game for half an hour, 45 minutes before it became challenging again. Um, with Shark Shark, it's not that bad. But the point is that once you played it for a few minutes, you know exactly what you're getting. Um, Dino Blaster seems to be offer a little more. There are a couple game modes. Um, you can do a local multiplayer or online multiplayer for up to four people. Um, most of it is just you know blowing up the bombs and trying to survive, out- outlasting everyone mm-hmm. else. But there is a a key game um, where you blow up boxes to find keys. And on the first level, when you find one key, now you go to level two and there are two keys. And then there are three keys. Um, I I found that more interesting to play in single player mode because the bots are surprisingly smart in this game. It was really hard (laughs) to trick them into, into, into blowing up. You, you, you really need to know what you're doing in order to beat them. So it, it was kind of difficult, and it gave me more of a single-player motive to get into it um, than just running around and, like, basically having a multiplayer game without multiple players. Um, so, so far, it's pretty good. Um, it's priced a little higher, so we have to see how long I'm into it. Um, but uh, it, it's just amusing to me that all these games that I probably would have bought and played on the Amico since it's not coming out, I'm, I'm starting to see them. Um, there's, there's one more on the way, Astro Smash, again, from the same company, which was one of the more well-known in television games. That's the game where, what's that show called? Uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh. Um, who's the guy? <laughs> I, I haven't watched enough of that show, and I, I can't remember his name. Oh, gosh. 
the, the one who always had a different superhero t-shirt on. Or, yeah, or, the main guy. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while since I've seen it. I know he said Bazinga. <laughs> yes, yeah, he, he did say that. He's the one who was dating yeah. McKean Bailek, if I, I don't think I'm pronouncing her name right. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, Blossom. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he had an, an Astro Smash shirt on, on one of the, oh. one of the episodes. So that kind of like sparked... Because I followed in television and the developers, um, the Blue Sky Rangers, as they used to call themselves, mm-hmm. um, were thrilled about that. That There was a lot of interest. So, uh, But Astro Smash is, is one of the bigger titles, and that's coming out soon, too. So I'll, I'll, I'll be on that one as well. Yeah, um, cool. But, yeah, so fun to play these games. Uh, Dino Blaster is interesting because it's not something I had played before. It's a new experience, but mm-hmm. feels very much like a game that I could have played on the Intellivision in, in 82 or 83. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So it's like, how old is it? 40. It's a 40 year old game, essentially. I mean, I know they've remade it, right? Like it's 3D graphics, this one, isn't it? It's kind of updated visuals. Yeah. 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 All the games. And that was one of my complaints on Shark Shark. Um, all the games have been updated visually, not to the extent mm-hmm. where you look at them on the Switch and think, man, this is a gorgeous game. Um, <laughs> they, But to the point where they look more modern, they would feel kind of at home on mobile devices, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, which makes sense because the Amico, from what I understand, was using um, an Android operating system or development kits. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. it's, it's along those lines. Um, yeah. But they did not include with Shark Shark the original 1982 and television graphics. And mm. not that they needed to. I'm not sure a lot of people playing it would have any memory whatsoever of having gone through that. Most of our, our listeners aren't as old as me, I'm assuming. <laughs> um but, but still. it yeah, it would have been historically fun to see what the game was like um, with with those kind of images and those audio effects, especially considering you now I've I've mentioned before how the bass trombone and the very sax are the single best wind instruments out there. Yeah. <laughs> the noise that the shark made, and I linked to this in the review, so you can go find it on YouTube. The noise <laughs> the shark made when he appeared on screen, I think, is my all-time favorite sound cue in the history of gaming. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's good to have really strong opinions on stupid things like that. I've always felt so. <laughs> there it is. There's there's yeah. my strong opinion on sound cues. <laughs> hey, if you can back it up, then you know that's okay. <laughs> it's not just a random opinion. You have you have a reason for it. So <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. That is cool. I was going to ask about the next uh, cast off, but you've already kind of covered that. So there's no more in the pipeline besides Astro Smash? Not that I've seen. Um, the only company mm. I know, the the development company that has been releasing their games outside of um, uh, the planned Amico release is BBG. Mm-hmm. And those are the three games that they've got listed on their, on their website. Mm. So um, I don't know that any more coming from them or other developers. Yeah, because the five that were going to come with the Amico, like – are these three of those five? No. The only one that was planned for it was Shark Shark. The others you were okay. going to have to purchase. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And they were all digital downloads priced between 3 and $10. And that's one of the things that uh, we, we uh, I got some comments on the review where people were wondering whether the $15 price for Shark Shark was worth it mm-hmm. for that style mm-hmm. game, considering it was only going to be, I mean, Shark Shark was built in. Um, so it was going to be free. Free. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But considering the games on the Amico supposedly weren't going to cost any more than $10, why are we paying 15 for Shark Shark um, on the Switch? Why are we paying, I believe, Dynablaster is $20. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Uh, so it's something I have to consider in my reviews. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I feel like they're getting a little more expensive lately. These these games. Uh, what year was the Amico set to release? Um, I think originally 2020, 2021. Okay, um, so not, not I know, that long ago. Yeah, yeah. The original delay um, was supposedly, and again, there's all kinds of theories and conjecture on mm-hmm. on on the <laughs> demise of this system. Um, I, I'm not sure what to believe, and I don't care to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but <laughs> yeah. COVID supply chain issues apparently slowed down the mm-hmm. initial release. Um, and then it was pushed back, I believe, until October 2021. And then when that didn't arrive, then it started to get a little sketchy. And then there were all yeah. kinds of management shakeups and, and everything. And mm. um, still no official cancellation on the system, but um, it's looking pretty grim. Wow. So in theory, it could still happen. Like there's a very small chance. (laughs) Small chance. There are people involved who still say that they're going to release this. And that's partly why I haven't canceled my, uh, my pre-order yet is because one day maybe they're going to release five. (laughs) I'll be one (laughs) of the last people who hasn't canceled his pre-order and will, will somehow get my hands on this on this yeah. very odd, obscure gaming system. <laughs> well, I hope for your sake that, that that does become true <laughs> because, you know, that would be awesome. I love the sound yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say if it was, you know, 10 years ago, maybe that could explain the price difference, but it's only a couple of years, even yeah. though I think we all seeing, we're all seeing a bit of a price hike lately with general day-to-day items, let alone games. Um yeah, but twenty dollars. Anyway, I look forward well, to your review to explain. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe some of the money is going to the developers, and then they're kicking five back to in television to, <laughs> to yeah. try to fund whatever maybe. development is is still being done. <laughs> mm. I was thinking about the retro style that's not included, and whether that would have cost more, like if they would have had to pay rights or something. You know, to have the old school look. Yeah, possibly, possibly, and you know, at least then have to bother with porting that whole thing over and 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 setting it up as opposed to working with whatever engine they just developed Shark Shark in. So. Yeah, it's so funny because it reminds me of the game I reviewed semi recently, that Mister Run and Jump, which was a an Atari game, but it wasn't an Atari. It wasn't an old Atari game that was ported. It was a new Atari game, <laughs> if that makes sense. But the very start of the game was done in this retro style and I thought it was like a 40-year-old game that they had kept the original layout and style and graphics for the first level um, before moving into the new 2023 visuals. But, no, they actually put that in on purpose. Like they deliberately made (laughs) the start of the game look like it was 40 years old, like an Atari type of game or whatever, however old Atari is. My gosh, my dog is snoring next to me. If you hear those yep. noises, listeners, um, <laughs> it's my dog. Um, I was about to warn you something's something's yeah. outside your window. <laughs> I've heard stories about what happens in Australia, and I don't want this podcast <laughs> to end in a, in a sad yeah. yeah you, you never know what's outside the window. Honestly, it's <laughs> giant spiders and crocodiles. Yeah, uh, no, it's just my dog. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, him. He, he wants us to get back to switch games. <laughs> yeah move on yeah uh, i thought that was a neat touch though so it would have been cool if they did that for these other titles but uh not the case not the case that's okay <laughs> anyway i do i definitely look forward to hearing about dino blaster the review because uh i saw that and i'm like you know i'm a big bomberman fan i've been playing that um since i was a kid and i recently reviewed bomberman r2 super bomberman r2 
Yep. So interested to see how this compares. I think I was pleased to see that it did have the online multiplayer component. I think yep. that's a nice addition. Um, that makes a huge difference, I think. If you don't have four people at home, at least you can jump online. And it's much more fun with real people than AI. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's interesting you said the AI is clever because that's a big thing in Bomberman, I think. Uh, and I've noticed over the years it varies a lot. And the AI doesn't seem very smart in Super Bomberman R2. I didn't really mention that in my review. But when you're playing battle mode, and say you need, some games need a certain number of players. And, for example, the other night we were playing, uh, there's a mode we have to collect. I don't know what the mode's called, sorry, but you have to collect, like, uh, gems or something. And the team with the most gems is the winner at the end of the round. And you have, like, uh, three on each team or four on each team, but it has to be even numbers. So you need six or eight players. We only had five, so we had to make an AI person um, play with us. So, <laughs> uh, And the AI was not very good. They just run around and randomly bomb things and they did not collect many gems. So they were not very helpful. So, <laughs> and I couldn't see an option to make them, you know, like in Mario Party, for example, you can make the AI uh, kind of medium or easy or difficult. And I always th thought Mario Party AI was very hard <laughs> already. Oh my gosh, my dog is snoring a lot. Um, <laughs> stop it. I'm recording. <laughs> Why now? Yeah, so in Bomberman you can't change that uh, level of difficulty. So interesting, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what else are you playing at the moment? Well, uh, the other game I want to talk about, I haven't started playing yet. I, I, I'm going to tonight. Um, it's called Fate, Fate Samurai Remnant. Um, it's based on the Fate anime manga franchise which I haven't watched, although I've started watching quite a bit of anime with my son. That's not one I picked up. So I'm entering mm -hmm. into this game with not a whole lot of knowledge of what the universe is like. Um, but, uh, but I've read, you don't really need to know it. The reason why I'm interested in this game is because it's released by Koei Tecmo and it's being, it was developed by Omega Force. Uh, that team has brought us the warrior series, dynasty warriors, samurai warriors, Hyrule Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors, right, all those cool. Musu style games, um, mm -hmm. which I got into late, but have really liked for the most part. Uh, there have been a lot of releases um, mm -hmm. uh, from throughout the different series, and I've liked some more than others. I think Warriors Orochi 3 Hyper may have been one of my top three games on the uh, Wii U. Cool. Mainly because one of the things I love so much about that is you could buy one game and then you could do multiplayer where one person was playing on the TV screen and the other person was on the Wii U gamepad. Mm, so you didn't yeah. have to do split screen on one system in order to get two players playing at the same time. That is cool. Um, yeah. So my, my son and I played that um, straight through to the end, tore through it and loved it. Um, this game, although it looks like it's going to have some of that Musu style combat where it, it, it's, you know, like one against a thousand, um, <laughs> it's not, it doesn't look like it focuses on that solely and maybe even changes it up enough. I've just watched some of the gameplay trailers and I see hints of it, but it doesn't look like that's exactly what you'll be doing or all you'll be doing. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting into this game um, for the gameplay, but also uh, basically exposing myself to this world for the first time and these characters and learning more about it. And who knows, maybe becoming a big enough fan that I decide to watch the anime. Yeah. I haven't heard of the anime either, to be honest. 
Um, I do love those Mushu style games. I haven't played a lot of them, but I really like I like them. And I did play one. I don't even remember which one it was now on the Wii U as well. I think they're challenging but fun. Like it's just such a it's it's just the onslaught of enemies is so satisfying. satisfying. It's very satisfying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I and do they're that. deceptive. They're deceptive because, you know, people complain that you're just running through a battlefield hacking away and there's there's no chance you're going to die. And it, to an extent that's true. <laughs> but if you really want to get good at it, play it at the at the harder levels and increase your points and get the weapons that you need and stuff, you really need to figure out the system on uh, on blocking on when to use your special attacks, your chain attacks. Uh, what to prepare yourself with going into it. And there are always a lot of uh, splitting up of, of your characters at certain targets, depending on the game, Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors and Samurai Warriors Chronicles all played differently. Um, but getting people to the right spot at the right time, rushing to certain areas in order to access um, certain side quests to complete side quests that you don't have a lot of time to complete so there really is a lot of strategy that goes into it, even if the combat just seems to be mindless button mashing. Uh, so I really like that that uh, the, the the action of those games, and I'm I'm curious to see how it plays out here. Yeah, for sure. I didn't realize that that's that's just come out on the Switch actually. That one. So I see there's a nice uh, article on our website that you have posted, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I'm just seeing whether it was in the list of games that I have posted. It was. Look, there it is. I didn't even okay. see that one. Yeah. So it is an eShop highlight of the week. Um, yeah. So you you haven't started it yet, but you're about to. And we'll look forward to a review from you soon then, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, depending on how deep it is, it may take a couple mm. weeks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> gotta, it could Got to push deep into some of these sometimes. Yeah, Mostly the, the, the Warriors games tend to be fairly short if you just tear through the story, but they'll give you a lot of extra content or objectives to achieve that take things a bit longer. So so we'll see how quickly I'm able to turn this one around. I imagine it's going to take up a lot of my gaming time and I'm just going to uh, sink some hours into it and probably push some other things behind that I shouldn't push back, but <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just don't have a choice. But it does look, I mean, it's based on an anime, so it obviously has a lot of cool, um, you know, inspiration to draw from in terms of character design and, you know, the look of it. Yeah, you know. and it's it's set in Edo-era Japan, um, which I, to me is always gorgeous in, in video games, just the way things are depicted and, and, and lit. Um the, the styles, the outfits that people wore, the architecture, I, I find fascinating. So it's it's going to be a good world to dig into. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it looks really cool. Definitely looks very cool. And that's out now. It looks like there's some DLC as well for it, I think. Yep. Some sort it looks of... like there's a season pass you can subscribe to um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then individual purchases. Yeah, I guess fans of the, uh, you know, the anime would be quite interested in this as well. So this is the first of this in terms of this anime being made into a game, the first one that I, we've seen? There have been others. I, I don't okay. know, like maybe different styles of games. I haven't played them, but I do know there have been other fake games released. Oh, okay. Yep. Very cool. I love it. Yeah. Makes me want to play uh, <laughs> Hara Warriors or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Get get one of those uh, thousand versus one kind of games going because <laughs> it's been a while for me. <laughs> Yeah, just smash through. <laughs> See what yeah. I can do. 
yeah. <laughs> people flying all over the place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It like gives you said, a good sense satisfied. of power. Totally. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, well, we're coming to, you know, that time of year. <laughs> it's uh, October. This episode is launching um, October the, what is it? Second, right? So, you know, we're in the, we're into October now. We've only got a couple months left of the year, which means a lot of things are coming in terms of Halloween, you know, Christmas, holiday season. So we wanted to just have a quick talk about games that come out for these holiday seasons. What do we know about horror games at Halloween? Because I know, you know, I don't know, I assume it's the same in, in the US, but in Australia, a lot of horror movies come out in October. Um, so it tends to be the same with games as well. Like we see a bit of an influx of horror-themed games. And I've noticed a few in our review queue, actually. Do we know, have we got any specific games that we know of for this particularly scary season? <laughs> there are a couple. There, there's one I want to follow up on. Um, I think we got a review code for a game called Burnhouse Lane that intrigued me. I didn't mm-hmm. grab it because it was an EU code. Um, and, yeah. and despite Trevor's insistence, I have never set up a dual <laughs> account on my Switch for for EU licenses. I may just end up buying this one um, mm-hmm. because it, it, it looks good. Um, I really like the visuals of it. It's from a developer called, or sorry, a publisher appropriately enough named Feardemic. Mm, that's um, good. <laughs> so it, it, it looks kind of cool. It's, it's sort of like an, an exploration game again, where you're walking around a house and talking to people and it, it's got a lot of different things going on. There's some platforming involved. There are puzzles to solve. Uh, traps to, to work your way out of. So I'm, I'm curious about that. Um, and I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I had some time when I was going to go back in and push through the final elements of some games that I had reviewed and didn't play all the way through to completion. Mm-hmm. One of which was the Fatal Frame game, Fatal Frame, that was released oh, by yeah. Koei Tecmo earlier this year, um, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. Um mm-hmm. So uh, that that's the game where you're basically photographing ghosts. You're walking around these these areas, in this case, kind of like a sanatorium um, in various areas on this island um, where a lot of things are happening, a lot kind of gory, but certainly macabre events where, where mm-hmm. people are disappearing and and you're seeking answers and trying to find your friends and, and there are ghosts out and you're using the camera obscura to take <laughs> photos of them. Um, great games, really creepy um, that I think I mentioned. I prefer playing at night. So now yes. that our days are getting shorter and and I can see everything on the screen and and be scared where I'm supposed to be scared, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to finish that too. But one thing I really thought I'm, I'm going to have to do this for our, our readers is put together a list of all of the horror games that we mm-hmm. have reviewed this year. Um, Because some of them do come out at times, you know, not not Mm. associated with Halloween. We're getting them in April and June. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. So put together a list of of games this year, new games that people may have missed that would be appropriate for Halloween. I know I've I've reviewed a couple recently. Uh, Put them together in one shot. You can head to Pure Nintendo and we'll have that uh, that wrap up for everyone so they can seek some ways to uh, scare themselves more so than just by uh, watching a movie, I think. Yeah, Yeah. Um, that's a great They are scarier, right? Games? Yeah. Do you find those scarier than movies? Oh, totally. I can watch horror movies. I love horror movies, but horror games, I ooh, it's hard for me. <laughs> Just it's too it it's too immersive because you're in the game, you're playing, you're moving. 
it feels a bit more real to me than a movie, whereas I'm just watching kind yeah. of from the outside. I can I can separate myself a lot more easily from the movie than I can from the game. So when I see those games come up on for a review, you'll notice I rarely take them just because they creep me out too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, yep. There's a couple I've done in the past that have been, you know, more like uh, side-scrolling 2D platformers. I can handle those. It's more those first-person ones where it's like, you there was one I did a few years ago where you have it's like you've got a, a virus and you're in a house and you're trapped and there's zombies and things like that those kinds of games <laughs> yeah where it's like first person or even third person but especially when it's first person you can just see your hands you know yeah, with, yeah that's or did you did you ever play layers of fear no <laughs> oh you, you should try that one that's a game I reviewed for the Mac back on a site before I was working for Pure Nintendo but it is available for Nintendo Switch right um, mm-hmm. There was, I, I, I like to be scared and I like to play these games. There was a time I was playing it on the Mac where it was late at night. Everyone else was in bed and there was a thunderstorm going on outside my house. <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. But there was one moment in there where I was in a basement and it was just something where I was standing there and it's first person. Like you said, I was looking at something. Mm-hmm. I turned around. I looked back and what I expected to see there had been replaced. Ooh. <laughs> by something else. And it like completely sent chills down my spine. I was like, ah, I got to quit playing tonight. <laughs> I, I saved the game and went to bed. One wow. of the only times that ever happened to me. Yeah. Uh, Layers yeah. of Fear, fantastic game um, that I, I highly recommend. Yeah. yeah. Play that. That's interesting. Yeah. That it was scary enough to actually make you to stop, like, to force you to stop playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was perfect. I was so happy. I mean, you're scared, but on the other <laughs> hand, you're like, yeah, they did it. They did it. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, goal achieved because that's what they want. They, they these games are obviously meant to you know to scare us to put fear into yeah. us, and that's you know it's an entertainment. It's like scary movies. They're there to to give you jump scares or whatever it is to make you feel chills down the back of your spine. Um, <laughs> and if it achieves that, then you're successful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and with games, like, like you said, because it's interactive and you're there, it's like when you're watching a horror movie, you could basically just stare at the screen and say, "Well, all these people are idiots." Yeah. <laughs> yes. But totally. You, you can't you can't do that in games because you're the one making that person walk down that hallway or or mm-hmm. or open that chest or do whatever it is. Now you have to obviously because it's in the game, but you're still physically making that happen as opposed to just observing the idiocy of someone else. So yeah. there, I think there's a a better connection with the characters there in their totally. their immediate plight. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, and I don't don't know why horror movie. Uh, characters often make those dumb decisions. Like you think well, the they, right. ha- they have to. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> they do. Otherwise, it'd be a pretty boring movie. It They're would like, be right. Don't go down that hallway, and then they just don't. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to go down that scary hallway. <laughs> there's a creepy noise. Uh, yeah, then the movie would be over. I did try. There was this VR that I did in Japan a couple of years ago. That was a horror, um, immersive horror experience. That was terrifying. <laughs> and because it was VR, it was even more immersive. Like you were, yeah. you were the character, but you were you were in a wheelchair in some sort of asylum, and you you were wheeled through different rooms, and you ha- you didn't even have a weapon; you just had a torch, so you had no way of defending yourself. And then these things kept happening. It was, and I ended up being in a room, just I, you were bound to a wheelchair because you were in an asylum, and uh, the the kind of bad guy, I guess, uh, basically randomly attacked you and you didn't know whether, who was next it was like russian roulette kind of uh yeah and you watch other people yeah it was 
was so scary. It was yeah. terrifying. Yeah, yeah, they they really understand horror in Japan. They, they do. Get it. They do. They really do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, there was one, you know, one other little title that's the complete opposite of that that I'll mention because uh, you know Christmas is also coming later this year, and I just noticed it was on the eShop roundup that I that I post on the website every week. So, and this week's list of I don't know if you've seen the list, but it's quite a long list this week. Like, there's a lot of games. And this, yeah, you know, we've said this before. I don't know how people, I don't know how game uh, developers even get their games out there. It's it's really hard because this list must have more than fifty titles. Honestly, there's a lot. But one one that caught my eye, there's a couple that caught my eye actually, but one that caught my eye was it's called, what is it called? Let me find it here. It's it's an advent calendar though, essentially. So, you know, every year, uh, Christmas time, kids love to get their advent calendars and, you know, you know, from December the 1st, you open up a little window and you get like a chocolate or a toy or whatever it is. This is a game version of that. It's called Games Advent Calendar, 25 Days, 25 Surprises. And I love this idea. I don't know if it's any good. I haven't played it, but it's just come out. It's fresh on the eShop a little bit early for Christmas. But the cool thing is you can play it now. You don't have to wait till December the 1st. So they've given you the option to play all games at once or wait till December the 1st and then start opening a new game every day um, for the for the month or or whatever. You can choose the way you do it. So, But I just love the idea of, of 25 games bundled into one and playing one a day like a, like an advent calendar. I think that's such a cool idea. And it looks like they're sort of mini games, like it looks like there's a Tetrisy kind of game. There's some yeah. sort of, you know, ball uh, Yeah, like a bubble game. popping game. Bubble pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it's good or not, I don't know, of course, but the idea is very cool. I think it's a it's just a different approach to gaming <laughs> that I've not seen before. It may have existed previously, but I have not come across it. So yeah. have you ever heard of something like this before? Not on games, not on games. Mm. Um, see, I, I do. I'd be curious to find out how many people get this and like actually just play one a day, or decide yeah. to tear through them all. Which which people do with with advent calendars too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're supposed to count down to Christmas, but if there's chocolate behind all those doors, you're like, why am I waiting until tomorrow? I'll just open this one. Now. <laughs> yeah, and we uh, we've got one advent calendar already, which I can't believe. Like you know, late September we bought the Lego advent calendar that we get every year for my eldest son. It's a Star Wars advent calendar. Uh, it just comes out so early and I guess, you, and you have to buy it because it sells out. So then he's like, Oh, should I wait till December? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's how you do it. Wait till December. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm very tempted. This one, it, it is $14.99. So it's not super cheap, but it, you know, it is 25 games, I suppose in a yep. little collection. So, and like I said, I really love the idea. So we'll see if I'm feeling festive, I might, but I will not want to play it till December. I want to do it properly. Like, <laughs> so I'll have, I've got some time to think about it, I guess, but it would be nice to see what it's like and, and let, uh, let, you know, readers and listeners know if it's worth purchasing. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see if I get and it. I'll let definitely you know. <laughs> let us know what the, the Christmas day game is. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they say a really good one. be curious yeah. to see if it's like some kind of, uh, you know, we always had advent calendars that didn't have anything in them. They were just pictures and you hung it on a window and you looked at it and they all were religious themed. Right. Um, so day 25 would be the birth of Jesus. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see how that gets turned into a video game. Yeah. You're yeah. like swatting away animals or something as a, uh, or, or collecting the gifts as they come in from the, <laughs> from the Magi. Yeah. 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 That would be funny. Yeah. 
I don't know. It looks very cute, though. It looks, you know, there's snowmen, there's gingerbread men, there's little elf kind of people in some of these games from the screenshots. I don't think there's an actual trailer that I can watch, so uh, not on the eShop anyway. Um, yeah, so just thought I'd mention that. If you're into Christmas and Advent calendars, might be one to keep on your radar, but yeah, yeah something different for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> different kind of Advent calendar this year. Yeah, yeah. Forget about the chocolate, play some games. <laughs> exactly. I did see, uh, I, I've seen posts on Facebook because, you know, Facebook follows you that there's a Godzilla advent calendar out there where really every, every day you open it up and you get out another little miniature Godzilla monster. So I'm, I'm looking at that too. Oh, you have to get that. That's got your name yeah. all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. I want photos. Um, I was thinking of getting one for myself this year because I don't usually. Uh, I usually get one for the kids. But there's so many cool ones now. Like you said, there's a Godzilla one, for goodness sake. There's obviously Lego ones. There's, um, you know, what is it? The Squish. There's, I don't know if you have them in the US. There's these little squishy toys called Squish Mellows. They're really cute little things. There's Pokemon ones. There's Minecraft ones. There's Roblox ones. There's just all sorts. Like almost anything you're into, you can get an advent calendar of it. So Maybe I'll get this one. Maybe this will be my advent calendar, the gaming one. It's actually technically $15 is cheaper than, say, the Lego calendar, which in Australia at least is like $40 plus. So, yeah. <laughs> and like, the, yeah. And the Pokemon one is like over 100 It's like really expensive. So, you know, technically this is actually pretty cheap. <laughs> anyway, uh, anything else to add in terms of holiday games before we close off the show? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I think in the coming weeks, I will. Maybe I'll, I'll feature a different horror game each, each week as we push towards mm-hmm. Halloween. And then then That's after that, idea. we'll take a look at more festive style games, perhaps. Yeah, awesome. And if this one, if I get this one, I can that can be one of our features <laughs> in the lead up yeah. to Christmas. Yeah, nice. Great idea. I love it. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining me today, Kirk. And thank you, listeners, for joining us uh, this week as well. We've loved talking about a quite a varied mix of games again and uh, events. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on one of the podcast channels or leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss out. We do launch episodes every Monday. Uh, we'd love to know what you think. And if you leave us a comment, we will answer it in the following week. So thank you again. Um, head on over to patreon.com slash Nintendo to support us and get yourself a hard copy of our magazine we're working on our next issue right now it's going to be mario wonder themed it's going to look great uh hopefully i'm the one designing it so (laughs) hopefully it looks great (laughs) i'm sure it'll be wonderful (laughs) hopefully yes anyway uh aiming to get that out in the next few weeks so keep an eye out for that one uh thank you again and until next week everybody game on bye